4: It is the Jesse Kelly Show, final hour of the Jesse Kelly Show. It's been such a good day. If you missed any part of the show, you can catch the whole thing on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. Once again, as promised, Media Matters, the communist organization, got really mad at me for something I said about the FBI as an apology. I chose to play the entire thing I said in its entirety an hour ago. And I promised you, because I'm really, really sorry, I'm going to play the entire thing again for you right now. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Rand Paul says the FBI will only be reformed if we remove and replace the top 10% of the agency. Now, I should clarify that I'm actually a Rand Paul fan. I wish we had a hundred of them. My goodness, would this country look differently if we had a hundred Rand Pauls in the Senate? That being said, ten percent. We need to remove and replace ten percent of the FBI. I feel like we missed a zero in there? Let's begin at one hundred percent. I will tell you what, let's do this. Let's look. We don't want to be radical, all right? We don't want to be. We really don't want to be. I don't want to be an extremist. Okay. Because I'm not an extremist, I won't say all the things that should be done. I will simply say the realistic, frankly, the only acceptable outcome for all this is we take 100% of the employees at the FBI, we fire every single one of them, then we take them all And we put them in a camp, a large camp we have set up out in the desert. All the former FBI employees will be removed and sent to this camp. Uh, We'll get back to the camp in a moment. The FBI building itself, once it's been emptied out, because we don't want anyone to get hurt, we will not just do a controlled demolition on the Hoover building. We will insist that it be broadcast nationally. Every single TV station will, will carry this live as a message to the American people of what happens to tyrants, especially people who think they're above the law in the country. Then we go back to the camp where they're at. Now, this is not some evil camp. We are giving everybody three meals a day. They're going to be well treated. They're going to be fed. that that's when we will begin our extensive investigation and interview process. And as we investigate, as we interview these former FBI personnel from top to bottom, I mean top to bottom, Whenever we find somebody who used his position of power and influence at the FBI to politicize in any way on behalf of the Democratic Party, that person will be removed from the camp in handcuffs and leg irons and moved to a jail where he will await trial for a life sentence. Once convicted, he will be placed in Fort Leavenworth or some kind of federal prison for the rest of his life. That is the reasonable outcome once you've developed a secret state police agency that attacks republicans on behalf of democrats you don't need 10 percent you need 100 they all have to go and i don't just mean firings like i said not just resigning it's not just that they have to go people have to go to prison people within the fbi have to go to prison Ah, Jesse, we don't have enough prisons. I don't care. Let the gangbangers out. Put the FBI agents in. I'm not even joking. They're much more dangerous to the country. Put the FBI agents in prison where they belong. Now, now that we've gotten past that, see, that's how sorry I am. I'm so sorry. I played it again twice in its entirety. If you communists would like to let me know anything else that I say that upsets you, Just let me know and I'll make sure I play it again in its entirety on the show. Dear matchmaking Oracle, two weeks ago you answered my email about what ages I should date as a 46-year-old male interested in starting a brood of anti-communists. This just cracks me up. I can't believe this is happening. The following Monday, you read an email from a 34-year-old dime open to dating an older man. We have been able to connect online on our Pure Talk phones. There are sparks and lots of potential. However, we live 700 miles apart, which makes it difficult to wine and dine her at Red Lobster. What's your take on long-distance relationships? Any tips for success? If it works out, I plan to name our firstborn Jesse. (laughs) Oh, that's not nice. Then he said, I still need to pick a name if it's a boy. That's not nice. You know, that's not very nice at all. Uh, and finishes it off saying Buenos Tardes. Buenos Tardes. Well, one, I already know this whole thing is going to work out. And you know why? Because you both have chosen to save a pile of money by switching to Pure Talk. All right? You had Verizon. You had AT&T. You had T-Mobile. But you chose to each stop funding this cultural Marxist filth and switch to Pure Talk. My bill for my family of four got cut in half when we switched to Pure Talk. Plus, right now, when you dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly, you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Now, that's the good news. So you switched to Pure Talk. Each of you did. Pound 250, say Jesse Kelly. The better news is this. With the money, with the cell phone money you saved switching to Pure Talk, it doesn't have to be long distance. In fact, I think this can be pretty exciting because 700 miles and 7,000 miles are two different things, and this is what I mean. You're 46. She's 34. 700 miles in between you. Okay, you can't hang out every night like teenagers. Ah, no, I love you, smoochy, smoochy. I realize that, but you got to hang for a while. Make sure you're compatible. Meet in the middle. On Friday, when you knock off work, when she knocks off sewing or whatever she does, when you guys knock off work, get in your cars. She can get in her Kia, and you can get in your pickup. And each of you pick a spot roughly in the middle, and that'll be your date town. You go to date town. doesn't even have to be a nice town. Try out the local Dairy Queen if you're in the mood for a good cheeseburger. Take her to Red Lobster if you guys are really getting on well. Treat her right. Sure, she will treat you right. She's probably listening right now. I'm excited for the kid named Jesse, Chris. Unless it's a girl, that's not very nice. All right, that's not very nice at all. That's the exact kind of thing our people would do, too. Not nice at all. Jesse, I don't get it. Why doesn't the U.S. government prosecute George Soros as an enemy of the state? For inciting its insurrection, for starters, for tyrannical district attorneys, district district attorneys, district attorneys, and who who knows? Okay, his name's Doug. Why doesn't the government prosecute George Soros as an enemy of the state? And as I pointed out before, no nation in the history of mankind, no nation, large or small, would allow a foreign-born billionaire to intentionally cause civil unrest. George Soros not only intentionally causes civil unrest within our borders, he doesn't hide it. Uh, To to his credit, I can't believe I'm going to say this, to his credit, he's not some monster lurking in the shadows. His Open Society Foundation is out there. His donations to all these communist DAs who turn criminals loose... He he brags about it. He brags about it on camera and announces his intention to keep doing it. To his credit, he's not hiding. No nation ever would allow that. Now, some may have dealt with it harsher than others, but every country would have put a stop to that. You don't allow some foreign-born rich guy to mess up your country. That's insane. So why does America? Well, this may be a little heavy, a little harsh for a Friday, but nevertheless, it's true. Why doesn't the U.S. government prosecute George Soros as an enemy of the state? The answer to that question is it's because the majority of the U.S. government is also an enemy of the state. I know that hurts. Who's going to prosecute him? The DA who also hates the country like he does? The judge who also hates the country? The FBI agent who's out there right now making sure those moms aren't getting too loud at the school board meetings, the FBI who's out there tracking down pastors for reading Bible verses at abortion clinics. The United States government is an enemy of the state. An enemy of the state isn't going to go after a fellow enemy of the state, therefore there's nobody to prosecute him. People haven't fully accepted just how much of our federal government is openly hostile to the United States of America. Our Department of Homeland Security intentionally opened up the border of the United States of America. Now fentanyl overdoses are the leading cause of death in the country because the department that's in charge of closing the border opened it up on purpose. Do you understand what that means? you understand how far gone we are? nationally and I don't like saying next is a Friday and we're going to move on. We're going to talk about other stuff, but there's nobody to prosecute them. This is why I've encouraged you over and over and over again, get to a red area, a red state and the reddest part of the red state. Get yourself and your family there because the legal protections, the protections, the state provides you. Remember that's all the state can do decently at all. Provide some level of protection, They're all gone now. They're all openly hostile to you. Who's going to prosecute? George Soros? The FBI? DOJ? Obama? Biden? Pelosi? Go look up pictures of Pelosi sitting there posing with the guy. Our leaders pose for pictures with the guy. George, you and your baggy eyes, get over here. Want to get a quick picture? There's nobody to prosecute him because there's no entity within the government that hasn't already been corrupted with the same ideology. That's just the truth. All right. What if Putin launched a nuke? What would we do? Someone else has pet peeves. Someone else has Memphis thoughts. All that and Elvis. Hang on. I've got an animal of me. This is Jesse Kelly. You're listening to The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Again, one more, th- one more last thing on this. The head of the Department of Homeland Security, as I said, in fact, the entire Department of Homeland Security, they intentionally opened up the borders. What's being done in this country on the border is intentional. They opened up the borders on purpose. Now fentanyl, I mean, listen to this doctor. Listen to this from Seattle. We played this for you earlier in the week. I
3: fear that 2022 will set another heartbreaking record for fatal overdoses in King County. It will more than double the number of lives lost compared to just three years ago in 2019. The biggest driver of these fatal overdoses involves fentanyl in white powder and in fake pills. A key indication of just how bad things are at the end of 2022 and likely to get worse in 2023, the medical examiner's office, is now struggling with the issue of storing bodies because the fentanyl-related death toll continues to climb.
4: And the Department of Homeland Security didn't enable that. They caused it on purpose. Why don't we prosecute George Soros? Who's going to prosecute him? All the people in our government who agree with him that America sucks, huh? Dear giantist, handsomest Oracle, if Putin decided to nuke Kiev, what would the actual response from the West be? I don't like calling it Kyiv, Chris. I've been disappointed ever since I found out we're supposed to call it Kiev. I always called it Kiev from in my imaginary spy days, and I would think about going undercover in Kiev with a trench coat on and one of those brimmed hats. And I'd be smoking cigarettes on the sidewalk, not not real cigarettes, they'd be fake cigarettes. because I don't want it to be bad for me, but I'd be, but I'd smoke real ones if I had to, because a spy would need to do that to blend in. Hey, do you have any of those Ukrainian cigarettes? Anyway, tell me about the nukes. That's what I would do as a spy. But anyway, what would we do? Well, I don't know that you want me to answer that question. Chris doesn't think we do anything. I think Chris is crazy. It is very clear that the defense industry in the United States of America is gigantic. It's clear that their lobbying money, their lobbying interests are gigantic. And let me ask you something. And I really, I really mean this. Let me ask you something. Afghanistan ends. You remember that Joe Biden pulls us out of Afghanistan, gets 13 of our warriors killed. Afghanistan ends, right? Think how long Afghanistan went on 20 years. 20-year war in Afghanistan. Pause for a moment and think what that meant for the defense industry in the country. Keep in mind, our men and women are dying over there, getting blown up over there, maimed for life over there. But our defense industry, guys who are making the planes, the missiles, the bombs, the bullets, the everything, they're making money hand over fist for 20 years in a war where America's leaders didn't even have a mission. We didn't even have some goal we wanted to accomplish. We're like, hey, we're just here. I don't know. Let's move over there. We'll move over there. So our people are dying, but our politicians keep the campaign money incoming. Our generals get to stop being generals, and they go sit on the board of Lockheed Martin and make a couple million dollars. The defense industry rakes in the money, and so you've got some industry that wasn't a six-month industry, A 20-year industry, Iraq, Afghanistan, billions and, I mean, let's be honest, trillions of dollars, untold amounts of money. You don't want to know, and I don't want to know how many mansions and private jets and yachts out there have been purchased with your taxpayer dollars to go bleed our people dry. Now, Afghanistan ends. Joe Biden, very weirdly, just pulls everyone out in the middle of the night, and the whole country collapses as a disaster how long did, did it take for Afghanistan to end and Ukraine to begin? Hmm. That's an interesting question. One you might want to look up. It's weird that we ended this 20-year war. The defense industry got all this money. Our politicians got all this money. Our generals got all this money. And almost immediately, there became a new need for all this new defense spending. You see, we're sending them massive stockpiles of our stuff, but we're not going to be stockpile-less. We need those stockpiles. So we're sending all this stuff over there that we already bought from the defense industry, and then we're looking around saying, oh, no, we're running out of tanks. Hey, defense industry, we'll give you a bunch of money. Can you build us some more? How does that answer your question? I don't think the average American, including myself, really wants to take very much time to consider just how excited the leadership of this country would be for a gigantic war. Because long gone is the era where our presidents, senators, House members sent themselves and their sons to go die in wars. we talked about the Doolittle raid yesterday. That was really cool, by the way. Don't go download the podcast if you missed it. But again, remember, Doolittle, dude, was an oil executive. An oil executive leading basically a suicide mission into China? You would never see any of that now. Our elites will all be in a bunker somewhere. They won't even be in the cities for risk of nuclear backlash. They'll all be in their beautiful countryside bunkers somewhere while your son dies. And let's be honest, nowadays, while your daughter dies, I don't think the average American wants to know how exciting exciting war is to our elites in this country. That's the bottom line. Now, that's what excites them. What excites me is sleeping well. When I wake up and I had an incredible night's sleep, that's how the elites feel when they had your son murdered in Afghanistan. That's just the truth. Giza Dream Sheets give me that good night's sleep every single night. The greatest sheets ever. And they're at their lowest price ever right now. Go to mypillow.com. You see that radio. You see that square there? That radio listener special square? You beep. That's probably the sound it makes, Chris. Beep. You click on the radio listener special square. Use the promo code Jesse and get yourself a couple sets of Giza Dream Sheets. Make sure you get two. That way you always have one on. You take one off, throw it in the wash, throw the fresh set on. We've been rotating them. I actually think we have three or or four sets by now. But these are dream sheets, all right? MyPillow.com, promo code JESSE. Or you can call if you're on the road to stay off that phone. 800-845-0544. Now, somebody has a couple pet peeves. Why do they call it a democracy when it's not a democracy? And Memphis, yikes. Hang on.
3: He doesn't care if you believe him, but he's right. Jesse Kelly. Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse
4: Kelly show on an ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Don't forget you can email the show. We're live, jesse at jessekelllyshow dot com jesse at jessekelllyshow dot com. Yeah, we got this one last night. Hey, Jesse. Wish us luck tomorrow night here in Memphis when they release the video of the five cops beating 29-year-old Tyree to death. Liberal policies and leaders over the past 15 years have ruined this town. Thanks. His name is Preston. You know, Memphis is a shame because Memphis has really, really, really cool history. And Memphis has really, really, really good food I love eating in Memphis. Every time I go to Memphis, man, I eat like a king. I enjoy that town. But, man, they have they have had a rough run of some political leaders there. Don't you ever say that again, Chris. The barbecue is incredible. Chris tried to say the barbecue sucks. That's because Chris is a child who's never left Texas. Memphis can do some freaking barbecue, man. Every Every other place is some down-home barbecue cooking. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Jesse, I have two pet peeves. I'd like to vent. Feel free to use my name if you read this on the air Friday. It's Greg from Mississippi. My first pet peeve is when Democrats call us a democracy. You know, that's saying defending our democracy. He goes on to say the United States is not a democracy. Yes, understand this. I know you probably do. That's on purpose. They want democracy, democracy, defending democracy, threat to democracy, Why is this the word that they have brought into the mainstream over and over and over and over and over again? Maybe you found yourself using it. It's not accurate. Why do they use it then? Because they want it to be accurate. Remember, a democracy is this. Majority rules. That's it. If there's uh, 10 of us in a room, whoever gets the most votes wins and has total power. The founders specifically avoided us being a democracy because they knew it was horrific. Remember, Benjamin Franklin famously said, a a democracy is two wolves and a sheep voting on what to have for dinner. It's true. So we're not a democracy. But Democrats have flooded this country with illegal aliens for so long. It's created this massive population imbalance, mainly with states like California. California. So California has so many people that California goes blue every presidential election. And then what do you hear after every single presidential election? But we won the popular vote. We won the popular vote. We got the most votes. It's weird. Right about the time they started saying we got the most votes, they also started calling it a democracy all the time. Isn't that odd? It's not an accident. They do it on purpose. The guy says, my second pet peeve with words is assault weapon. There's no such thing as assault weapon, he said. Well, again, that's another thing they do intentionally. Assault weapon makes it sound scary. It makes it sound like, whoa, that has dark uses. I can't imagine what he's going to use that for, which is so weird because I see the right run away from that all the time. Assault weapon, what are you talking about? I don't know why you run away from that. I tell people all the time, yeah, my weapons are designed to assault. They're actually actually designed to kill people. All, every one of my weapons, I own it with the intention of killing something. Either it's killing a deer, or if I, it's one of my shotguns, it's going to be shooting birds, or if it's an AR-15, a 300 blackout, if it's a SIG, if it's, whatever other weapons there are, all those weapons, the non-hunting animals' weapons, I actually owned all of them for the specific purpose of killing people. So anybody who tries to take what's mine, hurt me or mine, I own those weapons specifically because they can kill people and kill people really easily. And I don't know why the right shies away from that. It shrinks away from that. Oh, the Second Amendment, you don't need this for hunting. The Second Amendment wasn't about hunting deer. It was about hunting tyrants and despots. That's what the Second Amendment was about. The founders wrote extensively about it. Oh, you have assault weapons. I do, and you should keep that in mind when you try to hurt me. I have many assault weapons. Frontman of the great delirious de- uh, deleterious consequences. I'm 33, spent the day re- rediscovering the king of rock and roll. Are you an Elvis fan? Do you have an Elvis impression? I do not have an Elvis impression. I don't really do impressions. Why? Because I let people do impressions of me, Chris. What, Chris? That was good. You have to admire that, too. Oh, yeah. Shoot, yeah. I enjoy me some kinks. Speaking of Memphis, I enjoy it. I didn't see that new Elvis movie. I just figured they'd make him gay or something. What, Chris? You were told it's good? By who, though? Is this someone we can trust? The wife you can't. Chris, gosh. Okay, that's adorable over here Chris pull up a chair pull up a chair listen buddy <clears throat> I know you're newly married all right and I love dimes too God gave us women because they're really hot which is nice I mean, they're really hot they are really good at things we're bad at like details caring for children cooking cleaning being hot. Did I already mention that? They're good. These are the things they're really, really good at. They're m- much better at caring for people. That's why they make, make such great nurses and school teachers of kids and stuff like that. So that's all the good, all right? That's all the good. Buddy, women don't know movies, and they w- don't know music at all, at all. They 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 just have no taste. What's it's, The things they listen to are so bad. Sometimes when I hear the wife listening to her music... I'll actually be looking at her and she'll catch me. My jaw's hanging open a little because I'm looking at her and I'm trying to figure out there's no way she actually enjoys that song, right? That's, that's a bad song. And then I'll come downstairs and she'll be watching some decorating show about home improving. And if we could just, and then of course this tries to translate into my house. Well, I feel like we should knock a wall out. Oh really? Well, I feel like we should go to Zimbabwe tomorrow. So I, we each feel something, neither of which is going to happen, but they watch They watch the Kardashians and the view and they watch home improvement shows and they watch these cheesy, stupid, predictable love stories. So you're going to have to forgive me with all due respect for her. We're going to need a bigger endorsement than your wife. If we're going to find out if the Elvis movie is good. In fact, remember, I believe in exclusion. I'm, I believe in discrimination. I'm huge on discrimination. I need to hear from not just one man, several men before I will watch the Elvis movie. Ladies, I would say with all due respect, but I don't have any respect for you and your musical taste. All right? I respect how you are. I respect who you are, how God made you. When it comes to movies, you're just, man, it's so bad. It's so bad. And I, it, what the craziest thing is, I'll turn on a good movie, like a John Wayne movie or something like that, one of the classics, and the wife will sit there and roll her eyes at stuff, and she'll sit there, or she'll do this. She'll go, <sighs> that's what she's doing during the movie, during the good movies. And then she'll, if we split up, she'll, she'll go watch some stupid movie about cooking or something like that. Well, you just insulted John Wayne to go watch that trash. So no, Chris, that's not good enough. All right. That's not good. enough. Jesse was wondering after hearing your comments on working at CNN, uh, what are your thoughts on Chris Cuomo and news nation? Never listened before. So on and so forth. Would you appear on his new show? Uh, in case you missed it, someone asked me, would I ever work at CNN if they offered me some two-hour show? And I said, I think I probably would. It's not that I would look forward to it. And I'm never leaving my—I I don't want to leave my TV station. But if they offered a platform, why wouldn't you go spread anti-communism to the platform? They're never going to do that, by the way. As far as Chris Cuomo goes, actually, they have offered uh, to have me on his show. His people have reached out to my people. And I said, no, that wasn't really an insult to him. I don't know him. It was more of just, I don't have the time. I get asked to do someone's podcast or someone's TV show every single day. And I, I, I have, I, I'm so flattered by that. I I can't believe that's where it is now. But the problem is I don't have the time. I don't have the voice. Well, I do this for three hours every day. And then I do my TV show on the first TV every day. I just don't have, that was my life for a, a couple of years. when I was trying to get into media. It ain't my life anymore. I can't, I just don't. I'm not a guest anymore. I'll do it rarely when a a friend calls in a favor or something. I just, I don't have the time. I don't have the energy, right? The one thing I've learned, you've only got so much creative energy in the tank and then you just kind of suck. (laughs) What, Chris? (laughs) Speaking of which, you know what else would suck? I'm not going to make any dome jokes. Stop, Chris, grow up. What would suck would driving up to your grocery store and seeing that it's closed are seeing that the shelves are empty because not that this would ever happen, but because we have the people who run our society actively trying to destroy our food supply to try to make sure everyone is subservient to the government and living in a pod and eating cockroaches. Now, thank goodness we don't have that, right? Because if we had something like that, it would be really important for you to get an emergency three-month food kit from My Patriot Supply if we would have something like that. But thank goodness we don't. But if we do ever get a society full of elites trying to starve us all to death, it might be a good idea to go to MyPatriotSupply.com and get an emergency three-month food kit, especially when they're $200 off. If that day ever comes around, MyPatriotSupply.com. Get one now. These people are trying to kill us. Hang on. What, Chris? We can make jokes. It's fine. You got that right.
3: The Jesse Kelly
4: Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Final segment of the Jesse Kelly Show. Reminding you, if you miss any part of the show, you can catch the whole thing on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. On iTunes, leave a five-star rating in a review. Talking about how handsome I am, that's really important. Also, it's really important that we do this. And now, here's a headline. By, oh, you know the, you know the
3: thing. Emails. We didn't get to.
4: Jesse, I need your advice and we'll try to be as concise as possible. My dad had a stroke two years ago and although he's made a lot of improvement, he's still not near 100%. He was wanting my wife and kids to take a trip by car back to Tennessee this summer to see where he grew up. The problem is I will not have enough vacation time saved up to make the trip this summer, and now he's saying he can take the kids out there by himself. I've tried to tiptoe around the fact that under no circumstances would he drive my kids back to Tennessee from Colorado, but I know it will tear him up if they can't go back this summer. What should I do, or how should I have this talk with him? You're always spot on with your advice, and any suggestion with this will be greatly appreciated. Listen, thank you, and a very Merry Buenas Tardes to you. Merry Buenas Tardes back. Now, this is something that is very difficult because it's your dad. And I am just now beginning to experience this in my own eyes with my parents. Parents are getting older. They are. My parents are in great health, by the way. They're, they're, They're fine. But soon someone has a swollen elbow. Soon somebody's got a problem with their foot. Soon somebody's got a lung issue. Soon these things, you know, this person all, what? Uh oh, one of them needs a surgery here. You know, the, the father time's undefeated. These bodies God gave us don't last forever. And I'm watching this happen with my parents as well. And so your daddy had a stroke, and you don't know how to put it to him. And I can only speak for me and how I would handle my father. I think probably the worst thing you can do would be not letting them go because I bet your father having had a stroke, I bet he's really wanting to get this done. You start seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. He would also probably appreciate the honesty of his physical condition. And I know that's very difficult for men, especially as men get older. It's just, look, it's tough. Uh, I'm used to my old man. It's tough as nails. He's just I uh, know you're probably not gonna be shocked by that. My whole life, he's just been tough as nails. It's what he is. He's a construction guy. He's just hard as nails. When we were doing the crucible in Marine Corps boot camp, I had a picture of my dad on the inside of my cover, uh, my hat and the inside of my cap. So anytime I felt like quitting, I would take it off and look at my dad. When my dad quit, nope, right back to the grind, you know. So that's who my dad is. We uh, took a fishing trip up to Alaska. remember I told you, uh, me and my old man and the boys went up to Alaska, salmon fishing and stuff like that this last summer. It was a blast. I'd never seen Alaska's trip of a lifetime. We had a blast. It just, it's a good time. And every now and then we'd have to do a little extra hiking with some gear, nothing major. And my dad kept up, don't get me wrong, but you could tell – The old man who always led and was always turning around. Let's go, boy. Let's go. Pick, Keep up. Let's go. You could tell it was hurting him a little bit. Don't get me wrong. He's still strong as a bull. It was hurting him a little bit. That's hard for a man to accept that you're 65. You're not 55. It's hard for a man to accept he's getting a little long in the tooth. But when it's the life of your wife and kids, I think your father would probably appreciate a straight answer. Hey Dad, you're still not 100% from the stroke. I'm glad you're. I'm glad you're up and about. I want him to go. The wife needs to drive, or if you can afford it, I don't know your financial situation. Fly him back there and rent a car for a couple of days. Fly him back there, or the wife drives. But I think, in my opinion, now this is me. I'm rude, Jesse. A straight answer is always better. And look, this is another reason I talk to you. Not about this specific reason, but. As we all get older, myself included, this is another reason I talk to you about chalk, putting off the inevitable a little bit, meaning the inevitable energy decline and things like that. Do you know how different you will feel your body and your mind with a 20% increase in testosterone? If I could snap my fingers and give it to you right now, you would be just amazed. Chalk can do that naturally. 90 days natural herbal supplements no more big pharma ladies you too i know father time comes for you too the energy the everything i get it female vitality stack natural herbal supplements try it just try it for me you can cancel the subscription anytime these are not con artists these are my friends they're my close friends C H O Q c h o q.com Promo code JESSE saves you 35% off the subscriptions. Chalk.com, promo code JESSE. Dear Shogun Kelly, with all the people moving from California, New York, New Jersey, etc., to Florida, Texas, California, I hear other show hosts saying it's going to be hard for a Republican candidate to get the magic number in electoral college votes to win the presidential election. I don't understand this at all. What's the electoral college? How does it work? All right, I'm going to give you the 30-second version of it. Each state is assigned so many electoral college votes depending on how many people live in that state, all right? So your vote only counts toward your state's electoral college votes, and then most states, every vote goes to one candidate or the other. All those other hosts who are saying that are wrong. It may take time, but we need to take your electoral college vote out of California, I give it to Florida or Texas or Idaho or Nebraska or Oklahoma or wherever. Jesse, it's probably too late for ask Dr. Jesse Friday, wondering why you never talk about a convention of the states, you or anyone really on the right. I have talked about it. I do not talk about it extensively simply because I don't view it as an option that is realistic. It's not that I'm for it. It's not that I'm against it. Actually, I th- it sounds really great. I'm very, very hesitant that there can be some kind of a movement like that that doesn't get very, very corrupted very, very, very early. Oracle, a few weeks ago, you mentioned a story that got no real play about the media or play in the media about five vehicles rented by Biden's Secret Service being destroyed by a fire in Nantucket. Do you think that was an attempt to destroy classified documents there? Oh, I don't know. It could look, it could be an accident, right? It could be whoopsie. I I don't think so. I don't know what it was an attempt to destroy. I know the family that has been busted over and over and over again with some really ugly business connections, including business connections with foreign powers, the family that appears to have classified documents all over everywhere, the family that flew their crackhead son on Air Force Two over to China, to take personal business meetings when Joe Biden was going to meet with official government officials. What did they burn up in a car, in five cars? Oh, I don't know, but I bet it was something. Cars don't just burn out of nowhere. That's just not something that happens on the regular. Don't get me wrong, it does happen. Bad batteries, something like that. Five of them, that doesn't happen. When five cars burn, they burnt on purpose. All right, you enjoy your weekend. You keep your chin up, all right?
0: It's been a wild ride. And now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: The big take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world.
2: We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets